Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. All right, I want to welcome you to Called. I love this series. I'm having a blast with it. I trust you are too. And in case you're here, you haven't been here for a while, you're visiting. Uh, when you hear the word called, I'm talking about the Greek word that's translated as called or calling, and it literally means an invitation to stand in a divinely appointed position. And you have been invited by God to stand in a divinely appointed position. And last week we talked about a general calling. We all have the same general calling. This week I have the privilege of beginning to talk about your specific calling. It's where our sense of purpose comes, our, our sense of value. And we're gonna have a blast as we do that today. Before we go any far, farther, guys, I just want to welcome all the men at TCI Correctional Facility. We're so excited to have you as an extension campus. I'm excited to hear what's going on in your lives. And guys, we're praying for the general population. And I know God's going to use you to reach them and bring them to Christ. So we're expecting God to do some great things. And I also want to welcome our Boardman campus. I know your worship was amazing. Uh, your campus pastor, Pastor Graham, is incredible. Your children's ministry, second to none. And your Dream Team volunteers, they're like ours here, smiling, but you guys are making it all happen, so thank you so much. And if you're visiting Boardman, welcome. Make sure you meet Pastor Graham uh, in the lobbies after service. Guys, if you're visiting here, I'll be in the lobbies after this service right in our West Lobby. And I wanna open up with a story. I had this dream when I was in 10th grade, and my dream was I wanted to open up this bodybuilding gym, like gold's gym in california but this is before anyone even knew gold's gym existed you'd have to read muscle magazines to know and so i had this dream and uh, when i was a senior in high school my brother tony and i took a trip out west to visit gold's gym before they franchised no one knew anything about him arnold schwarzenegger worked out there but no one knew who he was unless they were reading muscle magazines right so we go out there, we spend two days at Gold's Gym. It's on Venice Beach, it's a beautiful gym, but you could walk right out on the beach and work out right on the beach. It was, it was a pretty cool setup. And Arnold wasn't there, I was very disappointed, but Franco Colombo was there and Frank Zane and, and Kelman Skalak, and you don't know who they were, but they were the top guys at that time. You'd have to read muscle magazines to know who they were. We hung out with those guys. We talked to the owner, Ken Sprague. We said, hey, how can we duplicate this in the Mahoney Valley? So he opened up his books, he showed us what to do. They weren't franchising, so we came back and we called it the Still Valley Barbell Club, and we opened in Boardman, right at the intersection of Marcus Street 224, right across from the Southern Park Mall, and I was living my dream. But here, here's what was weird. I'm living my dream, but I feel no sense of purpose. I feel no sense of fulfillment, and I was just baffled. So I'm drowning all this emptiness in all kinds of other things, and then I met Jesus. So now I'm living my dream, and I, I met Jesus. Jesus brought this peace. He brought joy, but I still had no sense of fulfillment, no sense of purpose. Then I began to go to a church, and back in the late 70s and 80s, guess, guess what church was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and I was, I was only 19, so I was in church every time the doors opened. That's how I stayed out of trouble, and, uh, and I just was always there, but I'm sitting, and I'm, the pastor's doing a good job, and I'm listening, but I still have no sense of purpose, no sense of fulfillment, and I'm just baffled. Then one day from the, from the platform, the pastor says, hey, we need ushers, and we need people working the nurseries. And so I thought, well, I'll help out. 
So I become an usher on Sunday morning. Sunday night, I worked the nursery. They put me in the toddler room, which was the biggest mistake they could have ever made. Because I'm 19, and, and a young man, if he, didn't, if he never had kids, he doesn't understand kids. And I border OCD, so the way I ran that class was, hey, sit down one toy at a time, don't make a mess, don't say anything. And they were so glad to see their parents. Let me tell you, they just rejoiced. Wrong thing to put a guy like me in there at 19. But it was the first time in my life that I felt a sense of purpose. And I'm ushering, and I'm working with toddlers, and I'm like, this is blowing my mind. I was living my dream and had no sense of purpose, and there's nothing wrong with living your dream, but I had no sense of purpose, and now I'm ushering and I'm helping with kids, and I feel for the first time fulfillment, and for the first time, I felt like I'm doing what I was created to do. I had no idea why, now I know, now I can teach you why, and it's amazing. So here's my big idea for this lesson, guy. This is what I want you to walk out understanding more clearly than ever, and many of you know it, I'm gonna just help you see it a little wider view, and for some, you're gonna hear it for the first time. And here's what happens when you hear something like this for the first time. You're gonna have a smile on your face for a week because you're gonna say, whoa, is that true? And it is true. So uh, here, here's what I want you to understand about your calling, my big idea. And it goes like this. God made you to use you for his purpose. Just want you to think about that. First of all, God made you. So not one of you in this room, not one of you in Borman, not one of you TCI, are junk. And don't you ever allow the world or your mind or the enemy tell you that you're junk, that you're worthless, because God doesn't make junk. Here's something you want to understand. We'll see it in some scripture in a moment. Your mom and dad, they produced your body. And that's it. God made the real you, your spirit and your soul. And that means that you were made by God, and that's absolutely incredible. So it doesn't matter what kind of environment you were born into. It doesn't matter if you grew up without a parent, without a father, without a mother. Uh, it doesn't matter if you grew up poor. It doesn't matter how you grew up. It doesn't matter if you made mistakes and you made big mistakes. None of that matters because God made the real you, and we're going to see that today. My wife, she told me when we, and early in our marriage, she just told me how she had this friend growing up, friend of the family, and everybody called him Boo-Boo, and she had no idea why they called him Boo-Boo, and then she found out when she was older that he was unexpected, so kind of like a mistake, and the parents nicknamed him Boo-Boo. Now, I, I don't know if that guy's even alive. I, he, he may, he, you know, what did that do to his life? Everybody call every time, hey, boo-boo, hi, hey, boo-boo. You're a boo-boo. None of you in here are a boo-boo, and that's what you have to understand. I don't care what happened, you are not a boo-boo. None of us are boo-boos, right? So here's a cool scripture. God made you to use you for his purpose, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God invited you to stand in a divinely appointed position so you can fulfill his purpose or help fulfill his purpose on planet earth. It is a big deal. It gives us our sense of value, our sense of purpose. And it doesn't matter what you do in the secular arena. That's all good. You may enjoy it. I enjoyed running that gym. I enjoyed training some guys, but I had no sense of fulfillment until I just began to help. Now, Two things I want to emphasize under this big idea. Here's the first one. You were called before you were born. This is mind-blowing. 
Before you were born, God invited you to stand in a divinely appointed position, which means he knew you before you were born. Isn't that amazing? You know, God created time, and time is like, you know, the universe, the way, it, uh, the, the, way the, the, the galaxies circle, and then our galaxy moves, and then our planets move uh, around the sun. That's, that's a timepiece. Time didn't exist until that was created, but God stands above it, so he can see the beginning all the way to the end. That's what our Bible teaches us. It's amazing. He knew you, and he literally made you, and he has plans for you before you were ever born. So this happened in my life, and not, probably doesn't happen in everybody's life, but it did in mine. I was raised Catholic, and my mom made us be altar boys, which was fine when we were boys, but she made us do it all the way through graduation from high school. And I remember in ninth grade, I said, Mom, it's called altar boy, emphasis on boy. I'm not a boy anymore. But she thought it would keep me on the straight and narrow, so she kept me in there, and it didn't. But, but here, here's, here, here's what happened. I'm in sixth grade, so I'm still tender. And Father Crumbly was our priest, and he was an incredible man of God, and he spoke a lot of great things into my life. And we're back there waiting for Mass to begin one day, and he looks at me, and here's what he says. Joe, there's a call on your life. Do you realize it? And I didn't know it was the Greek word kaleo. I didn't know it meant you're invited to stand in the divinely appointed position, but I knew what he meant. I knew what he meant. You're called to ministry. And so I looked at him and said, I know. I've known it since I was a little guy. He said, what are you going to do with it? I said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's what I told him. He said, why? I said, because I like girls and I can't be a priest because priests aren't allowed to get married and I'm not doing a thing with it. And he started laughing like you're laughing. He just laughed like you guys are laughing. And he said, well, God can give you the grace uh, you know, to, to be single. I said, there's not enough grace on the planet for me. It's just never going to happen, Father. So then he laughs again. And he says, you will figure out a way. And then I accepted Jesus, and I realized, hey, I can be in the ministry um, and, and be married too. So it was pretty awesome. I saw there's other ways to do it. Father Crumley and I remained friends until we went to heaven a couple years ago. We go to lunch. And, and I would always just say thank you for what you spoke into my life because he impacted me greatly. And many of you, you may not feel it the way I did, but you sense there's, not, there's something that's missing in my life. And, and you'll sense it until you hook up with your calling. And then when you hook up with your calling, it's amazing. So let's talk about before you were born. Listen, listen to this, Ephesians 2.10. We have become his poetry. And I'm, I'm reading the Passion Translation because the Greek word here literally means we've become God's poem. It's referring to the fact that when you put all of us together, the body of Christ, and you get us all together in a local church, I mean, it's poetic. It, it's like a symphony, the way God uses all of us to do specific things. It says, we have become God's poetry, uh, his, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. God's given each of you a destiny. A destiny, and that's within his kingdom. It's an amazing thing. Listen to this. It goes on to say, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Now think about that. Before you were born, he planned out your destiny. I want to show you another scripture. This is a scripture. I read it in lesson one, but I read it just to go to the verses below it. But I said, I'll be back in lesson three. So listen to Jeremiah 1.5. Before I shaped you in the womb, Jeremiah, he's, he's in junior high at this time. 
I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nations, that's what I had in mind for you. Now, I'm not called to be a prophet, and there might be one or two of you listening, maybe that's your calling, but no matter who you are, God has holy plans for you, and he planned it before you were born. So I'm gonna take you to my favorite scripture in the whole Bible. Uh, you know how us preachers say this is my favorite? This is for sure my favorite above every other scripture in the entire Bible, and you're gonna find out why. It's Psalm 139, 16, and it just brings this point home. But with your own eyes, you saw my body being formed. Even before I was born, you had written in your book everything I would do. Talk about a sense of purpose and destiny. First of all, before you were born, God created a book. It has your name on it. And in that book, he wrote everything he wanted to use you for in his kingdom. I want you to think about that. That's absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, it's, it's not everything in the world you'll do with your life. Like, my wife has a book, Gina, and it doesn't say in her book she'll wake up Sunday morning and have a cappuccino and she'll wear this outfit. It, it doesn't say that. It has nothing, not that God doesn't care, but no, it's about what he created us to do within his kingdom. And I just want you each to think about how valuable you are. God has a book in heaven with your name on it. And he wrote in that book everything he created for you to do. And that's why I say God has not made any junk anywhere. And he made the real you, and you are valuable, and you have a purpose. And don't you ever allow anyone to tell you you're a boo-boo because you are not a boo-boo. You are created by God, and God has planned what you will uniquely do. He's gifted you to do it. And nothing on this earth can stop you from doing what God created you to do. It's the most amazing thing ever. And when you get into it, it changes everything in our lives. So you're asking, how do I find out what's in that book? God will show you. He will show you. So the first thing we have to do, guys, is you just have to launch, right? You just start. I just started working with toddlers and, and ushering, right? You just start. And it's like a guided missile. I, I love to read about the weapons our country has. And it just, I love reading books about our weaponry. We have these guided missiles. We can shoot them from here and they can go halfway around the world. And within a dime, they, they can hit a target. I want you to just think about how amazing that is. But that, that's, that guidance system, as amazing as it is, it can't do anything until the missile launches, right? And God can't guide you till you launch. And so that's why we, we want everyone to make sure, hey, make sure you go through growth track. We'll help you find your gift. We'll help you find your destiny. And it's just absolutely amazing. But you have to just launch. But then after you launch, I just, I pray this way for you guys all the time. I pray this way for myself. You just start asking God to take what's in the book and put it into your heart. It's like the Lord's prayer is like an outline. It's just headings and then there's, things that go under each heading. So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That just lets us know, hey, we should always give some thanks and some worship before we pray. And then the next part is thy kingdom come. And that's just praying, Lord, let your kingdom grow in the earth. Let your church grow. And Lord, every prophecy, every plan you have, let it come to pass all over the world. That's wonderful. And then the very next stanza of the Lord's prayer is thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
God's already decided where he wants you to go. And that can be universal, like God, may your will come to pass with Israel in these last days. That can be universal. But it's also individual. Lord, whatever you wrote in that book, I want you to put it into my heart. I want you to burn it in my heart so I know exactly what you created me to do. So I pray, I've created these cards years ago. I call them the Remodel prayer cards. It's praying for Christians. And it's just the acrostic Remodel. And every time I come to the D, D stands for deepened desires. And here's how I pray. Pray for you guys three, four times a week. I say, Lord, I just ask you to flood everybody that calls Believer's Church with your plan, put desires in them for what you created them to do, for them to do it. And I'll say, Lord, also put a burning desire in us to pick up our cross and to follow you. And just whatever their destiny is, Lord, let it burn into their heart. And you can pray the same way for you. And here's my scriptural basis. You ready for a cool scripture? Uh, Philippians 2.13. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. So God's in you making desires. Listen to this. That is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. So God literally will cause this desire to come in you. That's the grace of God. Everything I do, I, I just know it's by the grace of God. But here's how you open yourself up to it. God, just put those desires inside me. So you know how all of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ? And, and it's not to be judged for your sin because Jesus has been, he took the judgment for your sin. So you're gonna go to heaven. If you accepted Jesus, can we all, Boardman, TCI Warren, can we all give it up and say, thank you, God, we're going to heaven. Woo. I shouldn't be there, but I get to go. You get to go. I'm so grateful because I could have never worked my way there. So, so we're going to heaven, right? We're going to heaven. So when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's not to determine whether or not you're going. God can't punish you for your sins because Jesus took the punishment for your sins. So Jesus already took that punishment. But your sin can mess you up. Here's how your sin will mess you up. We talked about it last week, our general calling. We, we have been called to purity, to become more pure. And what your sin will do to you is it occupies you somewhere else and you never ever accomplish what God created you for. So here's what it's gonna look like at the judgment seat. God's gonna pull that book out with your name on it. It's gonna see what he created you to do. And then he's gonna take a look at what you did. And my goal is to get as close to what's in the book as I can, you know? I don't know exactly where I'm at, but wherever, I just wanna get as close because I wanna be rewarded and I wanna be fulfilled and I wanna feel contentment on the earth because that's when it all comes. And the last thing I want is for someone to arrive in heaven. This is their book and they're right here. So here at Believers, you'll see I'm always, always teaching and motivating you to step out and find your calling and find your purpose. And here's what happens if you come here, guys. You're just gonna, you're, you're gonna begin to have these desires and it's God, because that's what we're praying, that God would place them in your heart. You know, the remorse that's gonna be felt at the judgment seat of Christ, the tears, all it's gonna be is, it'll be me remorseful, like, oh, I wish, I wish I wasn't so consumed in this. I wish I didn't jump into that. I, I wish I wasn't so worried about this. Lord, I, messed, I'm, I wasted so much time over here. And so, Lord, I just wish, and, and I'm gonna see what I, God would have said, you could have done this. And I would have thought, oh man, I never realized I could have done that. And I'm gonna be a little remorseful, but aren't you glad we're going to heaven and aren't you glad we will be rewarded for whatever we do, right? So that's, that's how it's gonna work. But before you were born, God planned your life out. He called you. And that's absolutely amazing. So here's my second point. Listen to this. You were called to be in the ministry. You are a minister. 
That's pretty cool. You're a minister. Not maybe in my sense, like a fivefold, but you are a minister. And so my father-in-law, his name is Vito Cappiello. You've heard me talk about him. He lives in Chicago. And so uh, when, when I began to date Gina, I went to ask him if I could marry his daughter. And I said, Don Vito, can I, can I marry your daughter, Don Vito? Would you give me your blessings? And, uh, and he's like, yeah, sure, you know. And so, so uh, but here's what he said. He said, do you have life insurance? I said, no, I'm, I'm a poor college student. He said, well, you need to have life insurance before you marry my daughter. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, if you die, I want her taken care of. So that was his big deal. So for the first 25 years, first 25 years of our marriage, we've been married now 35 plus years. First 25 years of my marriage, every time I saw my, my father-in-law, Vito, every time I saw him, uh, a couple times a year, here's what he would say. He'd say, hey, Reverend Joe Bob, how you doing? And he just called me Reverend Joe Bob. And, and you know, the Reverend, a minister, and then Joe Bob. I don't know where he got Joe Bob from, but Reverend Joe Bob. And I'd smile, and he'd smile, and we go on. But you know, the bottom line is, every one of you in this room are a Reverend Joe Bob. <laughs> You're all called to ministry. So I want you to do me a favor. Humor me, humor me, have some fun with it. Look to the neighbor on your left, look to the neighbor on your right, and just say, how you doing, Reverend Joe Bob? Would you do that? Just have some fun. Have some fun. Meet your neighbor. Say, how you doing? Hi, Reverend Joe Bob. How you doing, Reverend Joe Bob? Bunch of Joe Bobs in here, right? You're all Joe Bobs. Here's what I mean. I want to read a scripture to you. Man, it is amazing. Ephesians 4.11 says this. And God has appointed, or Jesus has appointed, some with the grace or the gift to be apostles. Those are modern-day missionaries who plant churches. He goes on and says, and some with the grace to be prophets, and some with the grace to be evangelists, and some with the grace to be pastors. That's the gift I stand in. And some with the grace to be teachers. And so I teach. But there's some people, they stand in this office of a teacher. Christine Kane, Joyce Myers. I mean, those, those ladies can teach, right? And they stand in that office of a teacher. And guess what our job is? We call these, there's five of them, the five-fold ministry. Here's our job. Listen, look, listen to verse 12, the very next verse. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers, the little Reverend Joe Bobs, to do their own work of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So how is it that a church grows? How is it that a church becomes healthy and the people in the church become healthy? Listen, my very purpose is to nurture and prepare you, all the holy believers, to begin to do what God created you to do. And what's your work of ministry? I mean, we're gonna have a blast next week when we talk about all the specifics. But it's whatever you do to help God's kingdom. And 99% of you will do that within a local church. 1% of you will do it with parachurch organizations like you know, a soup kitchen and places like that, helping a missionary out. But the majority of you, you're gonna just volunteer, use your gift in church, and it's amazing where that sense of fulfillment comes and purpose when you begin to walk in it. And you know what else is amazing? What a church can accomplish when everybody gets into their place. So TCI, Borman, Warren, I don't know about you, but this is amazing because I'm walking out of here knowing that God created us for his purpose, and I'm walking out of here knowing I'm not a mistake and you're not a mistake, and God created us to do something very significant. And I know no matter what you do, no matter how fun it is in the secular arena, the only way we'll feel purpose and contentment is when we just begin to help and do what God wrote in the book. So I wanna close with some prayer time 
But before I do, we did this once already, but this is for a different reason. TCI Boardman Warren, can we give it up and just thank God that he doesn't create junk and just give it up? Say thank you, Lord God. We are so thankful that our value, our value comes from what you wrote in the book, Lord God. We're so thankful that that's where our value comes. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes, let's pray. And, and as we do, as we do, guys, TCI Boardman Warren, listen, listen. We're in an attitude of prayer. I want to give you a chance, and many of you have done this. You'll, you'll just be recommitting. Some it's the first time. But I just want to give you a chance to whisper this prayer to God and say, God, I desire to know what's written in my book. Would you just let God know you want to know? And for guys like me, I mean, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but there's all kind of other you know, things I can do as a pastor. So I'm always saying, God, what else is written in that book? How many campuses do you want us to launch? Is there anything else I'm not doing that I should do? Lord, what do you want me to do? And, and, and you should just cry out to God all the time. Whatever's in that book, let it burn into my heart. That's an amazing step. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You just took an amazing step. You know, as I prayed for this service, I had a lot of things just stirring in my heart, my mind. And I really feel it's God stirring me to speak to a few and maybe many that are here. And uh, the first thing I just want to say is there are some of you here that you came in here feeling like junk. You came in here feeling like, how could God ever use me? Because I'm this, and I was born this way, and I'm a boo-boo, whatever it is. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want you to just say to God, thank you that you created me for a purpose. And from this point on, I'm not gonna see myself as junk. Would you, would you just do that? There's some of you, you really need to do it. Just let God bring you a freedom and a peace in your heart. There are some of you, you walked in this for a while and then you walked away, and God's just speaking to your heart right now. Nothing's changed. Get back in the game. And God's encouraging you to just get back in the game and say, God, I, I want to begin to fulfill my destiny again. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Just giving God an opportunity to minister to hearts. Some of you, God's calling you right now, and you're, you're, just, you're, you're just feeling it. Hey, I'm called to full-time ministry. Well, that's wonderful. Jump in, let God begin to grow you. But accept that calling. Say, God, I'm, I see it, I feel it, I understand it, and I want to go. We have had so many ministers raise up and leave this church, and it's awesome. So maybe you're one of those, and God's calling you in that way. We're still praying. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm going to allow God to keep ministering to hearts because that's what he does. And it's amazing. While we're praying, maybe you walked into TCI Boardman, Warren. Maybe you're a first-time visitor, maybe you're not. But you're not sure of your eternity. Maybe you walked in not being sure if God existed. I was there at one time in my life. Maybe you know God exists, but you just don't know how to connect with him. Maybe you grew up in church and maybe you say, oh, I never got anything out of it or I just don't understand God and he's so complicated. Listen, here's all you have to understand. The number one invitation in all the world is God has kaleoed us. He has invited us to stand in the divinely appointed position of becoming a Christian, becoming one of his kids. And we do that by faith. You can't work for it. 
Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God unless they go through me. Jesus. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Right now, I'm not asking you to join our church or our religion. I'm asking you, what have you done with Jesus? The most important question in all the universe, what have you done with Jesus? Are you ready today to just pray and say, Jesus, I accept you? I want to give you that opportunity right now. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. And all our campuses, everybody in here and every campus that you already know Jesus, can we pray and pray loud enough so the ones praying for the first time, they hear us praying with them. And if you're praying this for the first time, it's amazing. Miracles will happen if you just sincerely mean this prayer. And just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained. And this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God that you died for me. God raised you up from the grave that you're alive. And this day, I accept you as my savior. I believe in you. And I make a decision to follow you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.